GameZillaMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of the GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grim, and remotely hanging out with me today, I got Player One Miggy and Butterboy. What's going That's on? Right. That's right. What's going on? We are your last line of defense, so it's pretty much hopeless for you guys. <laughs> Episode 340. I forgot to get a 40, so if you got one, pour a little, bu- little bit out for your boy Butter. <laughs> your boy Butter. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, not your water, not your water, not on your computer. Not, oh my God, he did it. Pour one out. <laughs> the stream just drops. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, Grim's yeah, yeah. pour, pour a little coke out and he slips it out of a trough. I like that. Just getting wild, getting wild. That wasn't planned either. That was just sitting on my desk. There we go. Um, welcome to episode 340 of the Game Club Podcast, your elite free DLC for all your gaming news, brought to you by our patrons. Go ahead. Take it away. I will take it away. Thank you to our all our supporters, patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Um, I forgot to pull up the names, but we got a couple new patrons this week, and we'll make sure you get a shout out. Uh, later on in the show, we appreciate you joining our patronage. And I do have to apologize to everyone who was upset and told me that they were had their feelings hurt when I mentioned that if you're not a patron, I don't like you. I guess I can tolerate you if you're not a patron, but I will love you so much more if you do support us. Patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Go there and start your patronage today. You can become a patron just $1 per month. That's the entry point. You get exclusive content at the $5. That is the uh, the exclusive content level where every podcast on the GameZilla Media Network will give you one bonus show per month including Muster Bust from us here on the GameZilla Podcast. And I uh, I will tell you, every once in a while for fun, I record a special called The Ridiculous that I put out the $1 level. I hope to have a new episode out this week that hopefully you'll have some fun with. So that's available to anyone who supports us at the $1 or $5 level on Patreon. So again, please consider financially supporting your favorite podcast, the GameZilla Podcast, patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. All right. Well, thank you again, patrons. Um, let's just do a quick shout out here to. Oh, I can't. Well, we'll do the shout out at the end of the stream here because I can't. I can't pull up the uh, the page. So if uh, one of you want to get the page ready, uh, probably Butterboy. Yeah, yeah we have it. we have some new patrons to give a shout out. So I want to make sure they get a shout out. They but they want to be liked by me. Thanks, everybody, for <laughs> supporting the network, for sure. All right. I have a question for you guys. Yeah, what's up? What do you think has more bugs in it? Cyberpunk 2077 or Pixar's A Bug's Life? <laughs> Dear God. Uh, um... Tough one, isn't it? 
<laughs> really I'm is, say, really I mean, I'm going to probably side with Cyberpunk because I think if you took Bugs Life, Ants, and every other, uh, Anya Shrunk the Kids, and every other movie that has insects in it, Cyberpunk still wins. So, <laughs> but. Even the B-movie starring Jerry Seinfeld? Yes, even the B-movie with Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, man. That's a lot of bugs, boys. It's it's a lot. A lot. Sorry, I'm ba- I'm balancing some audio right now because I feel like it, it's not it's not where I want it. So all right. Um we got some news to get into. We're gonna cover uh the game awards. We're gonna talk about Cyberpunk Shocker, and we're gonna talk about what EA is looking to do next. So um yeah, here we go. Here is the news. Breaking news, topic number one, the Game Awards. They happened. We happened. watched them. Wow. We have winners. Winners. We not wanted us. to we want <laughs> yeah, not us. Um not sure we did very well. Not sure what the final count was, but uh I gave up about twenty uh, percent in. Twenty percent in. I was like, yep, you know what? Clearly <laughs> my uh my reasoning was not valid when it comes to an award show because as uh, Butterboy would say, award shows are dumb. They are dumb. I should go back and tell you that. I actually thought I did all right because, again, I voted several times for the big winner of the night. So <laughs> yeah, Pat, I padded my numbers there. That's true. <laughs> um, so just scrolling through, I'll I'll um I'll just list off the winners and then we can focus on I think the big topic of this piece. So best e- uh, esports team G two. We voted for them. Um, best uh, best esports host. The uh, the person we couldn't speak their name. Uh, which I believe is I, I believe. Uh, Owl Zero corrected me and said, uh, FFG is, is, and, and then Shocks is actually the nickname. Shocks. Have a better name. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Le- League of Legends, best esports game. That's a point for us. League of Legends Championship 2020, best event. That's a point for us. Um, you, uh, I want to give a shout out to Butterboy. Best esports athlete went to the, uh, bull cut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Best, best yep. athlete and best bowl cut. Yep, best bowl cut. Uh, so, Showmaker. Uh, <laughs> best debut <laughs> game, uh, Phasmophobia. Point for us. Uh, content creator of the year. We all lost. Valkyrie won. Um, best multiplayer among us. Point for us. Best sports racing. Tony Hawk Pro Skater, baby. Point for us. Yeah. Best sim strategy. Microsoft Flight Simulator! Point for us, baby! Let's go! Never doubted it. Best family game, (laughs) Animal Crossing, New Horizons. Point for us. Um, Best fighting game, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. Point for us. Killing it, guys. Best role-playing game, Final Fantasy VII. we, We didn't win that one. Uh, I I think I talked I think I talked Miggy out of the win on that one because we went to get yeah that was a shocker yeah because I didn't even vote on that one I was yeah. like Miggy you get two votes yeah Miggy got two votes I, was like, yeah. I, I don't I even know what I voted on for that one I really did was yeah. it Genshin did you vote Genshin was that up for that one? yeah Genshin Impact yeah is what we voted yeah for. yep um best action adventure Last of Us Part Two none oh. not a point for us uh best action best action Hades wins yeah i think i think we voted hades here didn't we or did did you yeah. get that yeah hades did okay probably point for us uh innovation and accessibility last of us part two one we uh, we voted hyperdot didn't win um i was a little i was i was a little a little little hurt by that one but you know whatever uh best vr game half-life point for us right 
Or did we? Or did Squadrons win that one? No, we definitely voted no. Half Life on that one. Yeah, okay. we voted Half Life. All right, all right. <clears throat> um, best community support. We didn't win this one. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Mm. I guess best mobile game <laughs> Among Us. We got that one, guys. Good job. Point for us. Best indie Hades. Give us that point. Um. Best ongoing, No Man's Sky. Yep, yep. Remember, remember, somebody yelled at me during the show, and I made that choice. Yeah, yeah not before. yeah, but we didn't make the choice on best ongoing. We made the choice on uh, uh, best community support. So you still would have lost. Mm, you're right. Yep, I know. I know I'm right because I, I had a feeling he was going to attack me over this one. I was like, well. Actually, I was, that was geared that was geared towards Butterboy because I thought he was the one that yelled at me, called me an idiot or something. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty mean. I don't know if I've ever called either of you idiots. Yeah. Moron. <laughs> Games for. I'm just gonna keep moving. We keep moving for people. Dummy, I'm gonna call one of you a dummy. Yeah, I don't know. I think idiot's been thrown around quite often in here. We're we're abused. Uh, Games for Impact. We didn't vote on, but tell me why uh, one. Uh, best yeah. best performance goes to Butterboy here. Uh, Laura Bailey as Abby with The Last of Us Part Two winning that one. Um, I, yep. I, everyone hate everyone hates her, but that, that's why it's because of that performance. Yep. Um, best audio Her design was actually really good. Yeah, the music speeches are a waste of my time. Hers was really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, best audio design went to The Last of Us Part Two, so no point for us. I think we we definitely didn't go with Last of Us Part Two for audio design. Um, best score in music was Final Fantasy VII Remake. I you know this one's a little I was bit shocked. Yeah, this one I guess like they kind of had a like a uh a, a cheat a cheat angle here. They already had an amazing soundtrack that they got to play off of, right? You know, and they just got to you know recreate and re-release something that is already iconic. So I didn't think about it that way. They, they probably had a chance to win it because of that. So best art direction goes to ghost of Tsushima. So there we go. The, the game we thought was going to run away with so much, uh, didn't get completely snubbed, but at least, uh, at least they, they got one there. Best narrative goes to the last of us part two. best game direction goes to the last of us part two. Best or game of the year goes to you guessed it, The Last of Us Part Two. What was that? And that's the 2020 winners of the Game Awards. Um, so yeah, I mean, we actually didn't do that bad. I I, I hyped it up that we did worse. We we did all right until the until the easy part of, of usually what the easy part is of of the show. Um, we normally tank it when you get into some of those real specific zones, but we did yeah. did well. Um, you know, I think, I think Butterboy said it best with, um, with what happened, you know, what did you say? You said it in the discord or something about a game winning so many awards at an event. Yeah. So, and this happens a lot at the game awards and it happens a little bit less, I think at other, um, other awards ceremonies. I'm not necessarily a a big fan of the award show, but, um, it's 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 good to see great games get recognition and you look at these categories and there's the last of us part two cleaning up in some of these characters yes it deserved to be nominated for all these categories because it was all of these things but 
it's not fun to watch an award show and watch one game clean things up. Other games deserve some recognition. Some of these other games you'd love to see um, them also take home some awards. It just, it, to me, it's never fun to just watch someone clean up. And, you know, we mentioned before, like, I like rooting for the new IP. Like I didn't play Ghost of Tsushima, but being able to to cheer for that and want to see success for Sucker, Sucker Punch, um, it it just I don't know it, it's a little bit of a bummer as as much of a fan of Last of Us Two as I am, you know I enjoy I I, agree, I acknowledge and enjoy that it won is being acknowledged for its achievements, but at the same time, I don't know it just would be cool to see those awards spread out a little bit more. That's just how award shows kind of go for me. Yeah, and then I think there were some questions too, and I, I believe um, some people made mention of this. It might have actually, Miggy, I think it might have been you again in the Discord talking about how some of these awards shouldn't necessarily ever go to a company that gets hit with uh, crunch time, um, you know, allegations. Yeah, that was um, and uh, not my words, but I was just sharing the kind of fish and see what the what our community. Um, had to uh, thought about it, but um, yeah, it was from an article from Kotaku. They had brought it up, um, but I don't know. I don't know. I I kind of, and I guess you're starting to rub off onto me, but after looking at it, but there's crunch everywhere you look. I mean, even in, even in our, what we do in IT, um, there's times where we have to like buckle down and work harder um, and just, you know, there's sometimes when the times are great, you know, we put in the 40 hours, you know, and then you go home. There's other times you have to put in 50, 60 hours a week for a brief amount of time. And, you know, um, but I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's, it's all a part of, it's the nature of the beast, unfortunately. Um, but what, what I want to know the other side of it's how the, the devs and how the teams, how they're being compensated for spending extra time, uh, sleeping at the office, missing, missing out on special events, birthday parties, parents, um, you know, stuff like that. How are they being treated and compensated after that? And, um, I mean, for example, um, the last of us, them, um, you know, them getting all the awards. I mean, could you imagine, could you imagine if you spent, put in that much crunch, put that much time in and as a developer, um, you know, like, you know, and, and the actors and all that stuff, if they didn't get recognized uh, in some form for what they did. I mean, I think for them to uh, get nominated, I mean, to get recognized like this, I think it was like an icing on the cake. However, it's going to send a mixed signal to the higher up saying, oh, we got to put in more hours the next time to make an even better game. So kind of torn. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I agree with all that, and obviously how how you take care of your team afterwards with the success of your game is huge. I mean, we see a lot of these companies talk about how there's bonus potential based off of of, of a lot of things when it comes to the release of a game and, and the sales and all that type of stuff. But um, so yeah, I mean that all comes into play, and and being a developer, being a team member of the, of that group, and being able to have a game of the year on your belt um, for your career. I think is is good too. I mean, you can go around and go work for anybody and say, "Yeah, I was, you know, uh, a key piece of The Last of Us Part Two. You know, that's that's something that you can that you can carry around with you and is a <laughs> a lot of leverage, I would believe. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, at the same time, I think just lightly referencing on Crunch, we can't accept the way the industry runs the industry's broke and that's so the industry needs to adapt and change and realize how to better manage people's time if that's 
having a bigger team, if that's having longer expectations on on how long a game's going to take to develop, whatever whatever that is, so that we stop seeing delays and so that we stop running into these deadlines that put the put the pressure on these people when maybe you didn't originally see it. It just better management, better project, better project management needs to needs to be had here. Um, and from an IT world, like you said, we deal with project managers every day of our lives that, that that's their literally that's their job to make sure that they balance us so that we don't crash and burn. And, um, you know, I, 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 I'm not surprised that this game won a bunch of awards. I am surprised it ran away with so many awards, um, especially when we saw like the user base uh, votes that that the, all the different places that the user that the fan base could vote uh, on this event. And every time it was ghost way ahead. And so to then have these come through, which are voted mainly by the industry, uh, it, it was kind of it was kind of just like for me a smack in the face because of the comment I said before is that this is Naughty Dog. Like, is every time the Naughty Dog puts something out, are we just basically set to say, all right, well, when the industry has has say on this and not the not the fan base, do we just assume Naughty Dog's gonna win? You know, and I'm not again. Last of Us Part Two isn't a bad game. Like that's not what I'm getting at. But I think when you look at the, you just look at the social media exposure of both these games. Ghosts just looked better in the sense of just people enjoying it and and the shock value of how good it was and all this stuff. You know, it just I really thought Ghost was going to come away with more than one one award. Uh, that's yeah. what shocked me. So, but you know, congrats to the last of us. I think it'll be interesting to see how a few more of these award ceremonies play out. Um, the lesser, less televised ones um, and see if it is across the board thought that way, or if we start to see that it's uh, you know, a 50, 50 world out there, that some of it's going to go to ghost. Some of it's going to go to last of us. I'd be a lot more happy seeing that than all one-sided. I don't think this is a one-sided year that everything can just fall to one game. Mm -hmm. oh but uh hopefully you guys enjoyed the award ceremony it was a little weird this year no no crowd or anything and i feel like some of the magic of what the award ceremony is was was kind of lost uh, with some of these like virtual um interviews and, and acceptance speeches and all that but uh we did get to see some cool new uh, announcements so i i don't want to i'm not going to go through all of them but i just want to ask each each of you what was your favorite thing that uh, that got announced during the show, uh, Butterboy? Do you want to go first? Yeah. So I was playing uh, through Gears of War three with some of the some of the lads while the I had the game awards on the laptop. And at one point, I look over and I go, "Oh, some sort of spooky game." Not really paying attention. And then I glance over and have to pause the co op game <laughs> that we're playing. And go, hold up because they were showing off the new Evil Dead, the video game, coming out yes. in 2021. A uh, little hesitant, it's by Saber Interactive, who made the Power Rangers! WWE Battlegrounds game. They And yeah, they made Power Rangers. They made some good stuff. They made some bad stuff. Um, but it is Evil Dead. I will likely purchase it and uh, look forward to playing it. Mickey, yeah, I was selling... I was telling the boys in the uh, in the chat I was, I, that I want. I don't care how bad it is. I want that in my collection. To, yeah, yeah, Evil Dead. But uh, mine <sighs> was a bit of DLC for the man Sephiroth. Like that was like the perfect way, like to start off the uh, 
the awards. I mean, to see him come off, to see the look on Cloud's face, like, I can't get away from this guy anywhere. But, um, yeah, when that music kicked, it, it just – I screamed. I, I Like, I screamed. And I don't excite very easily, but when I saw Sephiroth, like, pop up, I was like, yes! <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there was a bunch of other great stuff, but that – that was the height of my emotions from that uh from that event. Yeah. I think mine's a, mine's a little mine's a little different. Uh mine's a huge teaser uh and an announcement of a new a new team that we had heard rumors floating around of a new developer spawning here. Uh the and and getting getting information that this new development team inside of Microsoft that will be taking up the project of revitalizing and relaunching Perfect Dark yes so that was uh we got to see some teasers of of what the world's gonna look like and how they're evolving um the concept of a of, of an eco an eco um oh god how did they call it it's like a sci-fi eco alert type type story where there's some major you know g- storm situations going on in the world you see you see this uh, car- a silhouette of a character standing in the foreground with like pier- with the Egypt- egyptian pyramids and stuff in the background and just this nasty looking storm coming in and then they announce the new developer they they go into talking a little bit about perfect dark clearly it's really early but mm-hmm. i mean um it is interesting to see them hand perfect dark away uh, you know i don't know how maybe rare still is involved but they didn't focus rare here rare's got their own projects they're working on and so now they're handing it to this new group that um you know they obviously brought in some industry some industry uh just veterans to to run it but it is interesting just to see because yet again here we have a, for another developer that internally so this is microsoft not buying a company this is microsoft launching a new internal company here which uh, isn't what we're used to seeing with microsoft right now they've just been kind of buying everybody up so it uh was refreshing it's exciting i look forward to actually hearing more about perfect dark and hopefully they can actually make it an ip that matters again give us aliens i want on aliens in there um, I am gonna I am gonna just pull real quick from the uh, Twitch chat here uh, because a lot of these people watch the sh- watch the show with us or on their own. We saw uh, Back for Blood was uh, dork by the ninjas by far. Mm, they were very yep. excited about that. Johnny Riot was very yeah. excited for Ghosts and Goblins yeah. announcement. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, we those were just just a couple. Uh, it was mentioned the new Dead Space spiritual reboot looks looks great as well. So. And we got all sorts of things. We got Master, you know, we knew this was probably coming. It was already leaked, but we got Master Chief announcement in Fortnite. We had uh, some really cool, like, fun, you know, connect your Twitch account with Among Us, with Valorant, with other type of games. Um, so, like, now I'm running around with Jeff's face on, on my Among Us <laughs> character. Everyone, you know, we were streaming over the weekend. Everyone's like, "Where? who is that? And why is it on your face? I was like, it's Je- I'm like, I'm Jeff. Like, I, I didn't explain it. I was like, I'm Jeff. They're like, who the hell's Jeff? I was like, I'm Jeff. <laughs> so, well, you know what? I forgot too. My other favorite part, other favorite part of the Game Awards, I loved watching Jeff's shoes. I, I, oh, shoes yeah, were like sh- the second <laughs> best part of them. Your sh- you and the shoes, you were obsessed with his shoes, man. <laughs> like, I couldn't keep my eyes off of them. <laughs> 
I kept getting pictures of just his shoes from from Mickey. I was like, what, what, is, what, is, what is your problem, man? What's going on here? They like stood out. He's wearing a black suit, and he looked like he looked like. And I told Johnny, I was like, he looks like. I was like, it's like you know, no, it was a uh, uh, my other uh, one of my other buddies. I was like, you ever had your son? Has your son ever gone to put on your shoes and run around the house? And he was like, yeah. I said, that's what Jeff looks like. He's wearing his father's shoes. It, you know what? You're right. You're right. I can see that. I agree with that. Uh, it was a good show, though. So there's your winners. Yeah. There's some of our favorite moments. Uh, we, we'd love to hear what you guys thought. Uh, if you didn't share it with us on Twitch, get in the Discord. Hop in the GameZilla Media or GameZilla Podcast channel. Oh, excuse me. GameZilla Podcast channel. And uh, tell us your favorite uh, your favorite moment and which, uh, what announcement got you most hyped. All right. Topic number two. This is, this is, the, this is the big boy. Cyberpunk 2077 actually came out and we sure all that. and we played it and then we realized maybe it hasn't fully came out yet. Amid massive bugs, CD Projekt Red is now offering refunds for Cyberpunk 2077 on consoles. Studio promises patches in the next 2 months will fix most prominent problems. Um, so we've had a apology issued by Cyberpunk. I'm going to try to read this to you in its, uh, cohesiveness here. Um, dear, dear gamers, first of all, we would like to start by apologizing to you for not showing the game on base last gen consoles before it premiered and in consequence, not allowing you to make a more informed decision about your purchase. We should have paid more attention to making it play better on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. No fucking shit. Uh, second, we, we will fix bugs and crashes and improve the overall experience. The first round of updates have been released and the next one is coming within next seven days. Expect more as we will update frequently whenever new improvements are ready. After the holidays, we'll continue working. We'll realize uh, we'll release two large patches, starting with patch one in January. Uh, that will be followed by patch two in February. Together, these should fix the most prominent problems gamers are facing on the last gen consoles. We will be informing you about the contents of each patch instead ahead of their release. They won't make the game on last gen look like it's running on high spec PC or next gen console, but it will be closer to the experience than it is now. Finally. We would always like everyone who buys our games to be satisfied with their purchase. We would appreciate it if you would give us a chance. But if you are not pleased with the game on your console and don't want to wait for updates, you can opt to refund your copy. For copies purchased digitally, please use the refund system on PlayStation Network or Xbox, respectively. For boxed versions, please first try to get a refund at the store where you bought the game. Should this not be possible, please contact. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Please contact us at help. Uh, help me refund at cdprojectred.com, and we will do our best to help you. Starting from today, you can contact us for a week up, for a week up until December twenty first, twenty twenty. Um, humbly all the humbly all the heads of CD Project Red. P.S. PC gamers will also be getting regular updates and fixes improving the game. Thanks for thanks for that PS. Really appreciate it. <laughs> I don't even know how to address this, man. Like, okay, so here here's the deal. 
I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave the statement here of the last gen to 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 our good friend player one Miggy here. But I'm going to tell you that I got the game early, about six hours early. I had access, and I started playing it. It I had already gotten the first day patch or whatever you want to call it, day zero patch, whatever. And I'm playing this game, and two hours in, my main story glitches. Oh, man. <laughs> I, he just keeps telling me to go to this guy and talk to him, and I'm like, he's he's there, but he won't talk to me. Like, something's wrong. Thankfully, rebooting my game did take care of it, and I was able to keep going. But I already, right there, was like, do I really want to invest a lot of time into this game? Because what happens if it does corrupt, and I can't fix it with a reboot? You know, and like, I'm not one of those people that I'm going to save every five, 10 minutes. I just, I just don't do that. Like it, it, it breaks the game. Like it like literally takes me out of the game. If I have to sit there and be like, Oh, hold on. Let me save real quick. You never know when I go through this door that who might, which NPC might randomly disappear. And all of a sudden I need to talk to that NPC. Cause that was the next <laughs> thing that happened right when I ended my stream, my first stream of cyberpunk, the the main character on his motorcycle was sitting there talking to me and he's like are you ready i was like give me one second i want to i want to i don't want to go into another mission i want to talk to my to the stream and, and you know kind of in my stream and then i'll just make a save and i turn back around he's gone but his motor <laughs> but his motorcycle's still there and I'm like, uh, what? You walk away. No. So then I get in my car that's right next to his motorcycle. It's glitched. Oh. It's glitched into the ground. I can't move it. I get into the car. It spits me right back out of the car. And I'm like, uh, okay, I'm I'm stuck here. I'm gonna have to go steal someone. I'm gonna have to steal a car because when I tried to recall my car, wouldn't didn't move. So I'm like, all right. And then all of a sudden. That character disappears like, hey, man, I'm over here. Are you ready to break in this door and kill everybody? I was like, I didn't accept the mission. <laughs> I didn't accept the mission. What do you mean? What do you get away from there, dude? What are you doing? So, um, yeah, I mean, the game is cool and the world is cool. But this we, we talked about this. We, we talked about this a lot. We said this game has been delayed after delay after delay, and they've been transparent with us as to why they need to delay it to polish, polish, polish. And we have a game that's not polished. Like, I like I don't know. Like, how does this, how? How do you, like, no wonder everyone's mad at you because it just seems like you lied to us, you know? I'm okay with bugs. I'm okay with bugs. Like, glitchiness and things like that on a gigantic game, I get it. But... You like taught you took the extra time because you needed to do things that we're sitting here looking at and going, Wait, did you do them or did you just take extra time to like I don't know to not do them to, yeah, <laughs> to not do them? I don't know what you were doing because it doesn't seem like you did. When did this game go gold? Yeah, I mean, the game, yeah, the game didn't go gold that long ago, but um. So I'm playing on the Xbox Series X, okay, and um, I still thought the game was pretty, but I there, but we're definitely so so everyone understands there is no Xbox Series X or PS5 edition yet. We are playing on a PS4 Xbox One version, um, and there has been there has been some patches that have added some enhancements to the next to this gen, 
but it's it's like a middle of the road thing. It's not an actual you know addition uh, of this. So, but the added power and the SSD do allow this game to run better on the on the you know the new systems than they do the Xbox One and the PS4. Now here's the kicker: Player One Miggy doesn't have a new system and started this game on an older system. So we're going to let you explain the situation and why why you may not not play Cyberpunk until you get a new system. Um and then listen to this listen to this story and then remember the first paragraph of this apology saying uh we should have paid more attention to making it play better on the PlayStation 4 that has how hundreds how how many 120, 140 million units, and the Xbox One that's up there as well, uh, and other, otherwise known as your majority of your market that you're pushing this game to. <laughs> Go ahead, player one, Mickey. What do you, what do you got for us? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I put in some, put in some time. As a matter of fact, I streamed it. So, uh, um, like, there definitely is some textural issues. Um, uh, <laughs> you're being too just... nice. You're being too nice. Mickey, you're so, a nice guy, but you but there's definitely some texture issues. I'm looking me... at a picture right now of this dude. He looks like he's from PlayStation 1. It's for GoldenEye. Sure, GoldenEye. <laughs> Mickey, that's like, that's like saying White Castle could cause digestive stress. <laughs> Okay, you're going to crap your pants if you eat there. Well, I'm I'm ba- I'm talking about my experience. I mean, my experience. I didn't see like what everybody was talking about. Like I was going on looking for it. Like I was looking at people. I was looking at people like in the eyes, like in there, and I was trying to look at the textures because I saw a lot of the pictures and a lot of the uh the complaints and stuff before I started to play because I didn't start playing mine until Friday. So um. Uh, I had had the day one patch, the 40 something gig patch. Matter of fact, they rolled out with another 15 gig patch, I think Saturday. So um, I haven't been back to it since that. But um, yeah, there was definitely some issues. Like there was a boss fight that I had. Like this was during the op- the, the opening, um, the opening, like the, the prologue or whatever. And I accidentally killed the guy without firing a shot. Like he would, uh, he had like a big, like Gatling gun or whatever. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do a little stealth. I can crawl through here, sneak up behind him, pop, pop. I went around, crawled through a hole. Next thing I know, the firing stopped. And when I popped out to kill him, he was gone. I could not find him. <laughs> then there was another goon that came, like, shot through the wall. So I was like, all right, let me try and get him this time. Tried to sneak around, nowhere to be seen. He's like, just disappeared. Like, I was like, okay, easy boss way. Let me go through here. I couldn't find his gun. Like, I thought maybe my, um, partner killed him nope there was no gun nothing to loot nothing he was gone and then um like a lot of the textures and stuff like there's pop in like if you look at the um like if you like approach like when you're in the street like as i'm walking down the street you just see people just around like pop in and like just walking like they were there the whole time um looking at the <laughs> yeah, shadows the, you can see the asset you, the asset <laughs> issue is, is a major yeah. issue yep I didn't get I didn't get any T poses though. I didn't get any T poses and I didn't get any N64 graphics. Um the shadowing was crazy. Like I watched it, like I looked at my shadow and you can see the jagged edges. You can actually watch it try to smooth out, but there was some <laughs> jagged edges. There's also some stuff uh when if you look, I think it was a loading screen or whatever. If you look at the walls, you can kind of see like the walls kind of like flicker or whatever, and then they kind of like load in to like match to be one smooth texture. My car, my car. <laughs> like I did a parking job to go like when the when you first drive out pulled up to the alley to park, 
the street and for those of you that that can't see the visual i i um i, I apologize but um the street kind of like slants right it slants down at an angle like this i pull the car up i park it when i go back to get in it my car is parked like this at the slant. So I'm like looking around. I'm like, cars don't work. Utility to be on four wheels in order to be low. I'm pretty sure. But um, like other than that, the, the pop in texture, um, some of the like the the lip syncing issues with the uh the voice dialogue. Um man, I'm trying to think of what else. There was like, I don't know if it was for you for you, Grim, but there was a like there's like a fog over it. Like I I had to stop playing because the game gave me a headache. It's kind of like a, a, a fog, a haze or something. I don't know what it is, but it gave me a headache. Like it looked a little blurry. Like I put on my glasses. I thought it was my eyes, but it was the game. But like it, it gave me such a horrible headache. I couldn't even stream like the rest of like the rest of the evening. It took me out the game. Yeah. But um, that the game, the gun, the gunplay was uh was was cool. It took some getting used to. The melee is a little like, you know, like a wacky way inflatable flailing tube man. Um but like you know other like the other aspect is like it's it had the potential to be a good game but well so here's like, the, here's the thing like and, and so you're playing on xbox one s one s yep. yeah just so everyone knows you're not on og xbox which could even be worse you're not on the og ps4 <laughs> which Butterboy might have burnt his house down if he tried Ooh. playing this game but i'd be homeless yep. yeah so but the whole thing here is it's one thing when I can think of Skyrim and I can think if I'm 30 hours into this game and I did this side quest before I did this side quest that it glitches and all of a sudden my save files corrupt or something, something crisscrosses, over, you know, overlaps and creates an issue that would have been harder to find in testing because it's 30, 40, 50, 100 hours into the game. We are five hours into the game and we're complaining about basic shit. Basic shit okay like turning off the grain filter as an option because it causes the game to crash uh because because our shadow textures look like they're coming out of out of 16-bit games half the time like it's it's ridiculous like the the the, st the stability of this game is what is so concerning to me and the fact that yeah you can fix it and you're gonna fix it january or february or whatever great but I've also watched patches make things worse. So, like, I'm not going to buy anything that you say until it actually works. And then that it doesn't create worse problems 40 hours into the game because you didn't think about that. Oops, we didn't think about that. You know, so I don't know, but seven years, right? At seven years into this... And and this is and this is the the rollout we get. And we talked about GTA having problems, and we talked about Red Dead having problems. But like the bottom line is, is like I'm afraid to play this game. I want to play it, and I'm afraid to play it because I don't want to invest my time, which I find valuable, uh, and and have it just have just lose it, just lose it, and be like, because because the second that happens, I'll never play the game again. That's that's what I am. If I if I go invest time into it and I lose it and I have to redo it, I just won't. Because I have so many games I like to play, because I have so many things I'm looking forward to in the future, you know, in the near future, I'll just be like, "Cool, you know what? You had your shot and you, you didn't it didn't land. I got to move on." And so not everybody's like that, but like my my wife watched me play this game. She's a huge Witcher fan. She's a huge first-person story adventure fan, RPG fan, but she has not started cyberpunk because of, because of what happened with me. Smart woman. She's just going to finish Assassin's Creed 
which is frustrating her enough as it is. <laughs> and then hopefully by the time she's done, Cyberpunk will be more stabilized. But um, it's just crazy because they took all this extra time and yet we still have this game that like is shaky at best right out the gate. I mean, we're talking, you're, you're explaining the alleyway. Okay. It's a, that's a fucking cutscene, dude. Like it's not, that's a cutscene. It's you. It, it's, it's like, you don't control the car at that point. You just get in the car. It drives you to that alleyway and you start your first mission. Like your first, like true mission. Right. And like that glitched. Like, it's just, the world is held together by paper clips and duct tape. And the second uh, an asset doesn't go exactly where it was supposed to go, the game flips out. I had a, I had a motorcycle that was having a blast driving around, and I got off to do a, a mission, and the it stopped. Okay, I watched, the, the motorcycle stopped, I got off of it, I looked at it, it morphed into a wall and disappeared. The wall ate my motorcycle. <laughs> it's just crazy man so i mean i'm i'm super disappointed honestly um i was ready to experience some some uh issue and some frustration but not have my main story glitch not have not have npcs just ghost on me where i literally broke the game or broke the mission i was on like, those are things that just keep me away from the game. And it's like, well, I got a digital copy. I, I've been sitting on this digital copy since, like, June or July. So I'm just going to sit on this digital copy for until February. And then when they say the patches are out, I'll be like, all right, let's try it again. But, I mean, it's just... And I know a lot of people, I saw it in the chat already from Sphinx here in the chat on twitch.tv slash games media saying, hey, um... They just shouldn't have made. They should have just made this only for Xbox Series X and PS5, and just bailed mm. on last gen. The problem mm -hmm. is they've been making it for seven years. They've been building this for the PS4 and the Xbox One and, for seven years. Exactly. And, and the problem is, is that if you do that, you literally just throw away. I don't know. Let's just let's just throw a rough number out there. You throw away two hundred million units, two hundred yep. million systems that you can't sell copies to now. From a business standpoint, you're not going to do that. You're not going to say, oh, we have a brand new system that, you know, that uh, only has limited amount of numbers in the wild right now because of production issues and availability issues, supply and demand. And so we have um, we're going to we're going to just make this a, a launch title like like Cyberpunk could never be like it was never meant to be a launch title. This game was meant to be out shit a year mm -hmm. ago. It was meant to be a swan song for yeah. the current gen or the, you know, the past generation. This whole thing doesn't sit well with me. Think, think about if there was a car company that for the better part of a decade was telling you, we are going to release this car, this gas powered car. that's going to revolutionize the way you drive using gas hyping it up the whole world's bought into the hype train saying this is the next car i'm gonna buy people go out and buy this car but a little bit before the car releases the car company comes out and says by the way we're gonna actually make this a gas electric hybrid everything's gonna be great we're just you know we're putting this together last minute we're making some changes it's gonna be fine the car gets delayed and when it finally comes out and it can't even function 
as a gas-powered car. People are getting stranded. People are breaking down. People can't get out of their own damn driveway. And then the car company says, don't worry. We're going we're gonna to eventually finish developing the electric aspect, and we're going to get that to you so you can drive your car eventually. Yeah, no, exactly. But and why can't it function as a gas-powered car like it should have? This is a PlayStation 4 and an Xbox One game. There shouldn't be any talk of next generation. This should just work on the hardware that they've known the limitations of this hardware for the better part of a decade. Its entire development cycle, they've known what the limitations of the hardware put in front of them. And they've even had optimized versions of that hardware put out that cannot perform and play this game yeah. that is poor development and i'll admit i bought into the hype train a little bit over the last few months like this is gonna be a good game because it looks like a really cool really fun game but i was also the person saying when this game was getting delayed that all because a company put out one good video game everyone loved does not mean that they had the capacity to hit a grand slam with what they were promising in this game. I kept saying in our Discord and on this show that I don't know where everyone's blind faith for CD Projekt Red comes from because they had one hit game. I did. I never understood it, and we're seeing it now. I want this game to succeed. I, I never wanted any bad things for it. I really want to play this. I did tell myself I'm going to wait till next-gen patches. I didn't buy a day-one copy because I'm going to wait for the Series X um, version to come out and buy that. But it's disappointing for everyone. But I was saying the whole time, I just didn't understand everyone's blind faith in a developer that doesn't have as much experience with what they claim they're going to do. Absolutely. I mean, you, you literally nailed it perfectly. I mean, and, and then to come out and have a apology letter that says our bad, we should have focused more on last gen. Like what kind of dumbass comment is that? Like, what do you mean? You should have focused, like you've been focusing on last gen as, as, as Butterboy just said for the better part of a decade. So what do you mean? You weren't focused. Like, what were you focusing on then? But we weren't focusing on getting the gas engine to work. Yeah, we but, we had some problems. Like you didn't know how to work, yeah. run a gas engine. You're a car company. But I and, and so just to clarify, I said this game. You know, it, this game was supposed to be playable a year ago. It wasn't a year ago. It was, it was April. Okay, I get that. It was this year. It feels like Damn, a year. Ago. It, 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 it feels like a year ago because of everything they were going through. We all went into lockdown thinking, well, at least we're gonna get Cyberpunk, and then we never got it, right? And we and we kept accepting their 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 excuses, their explanations as to why. And then let's let me just be honest with you. It really is a year until you can play this game because now they're claiming that fe after the February patch, things will be a lot better. Well, April 2021 isn't that far off from February 2021. Like, like, so there you go. And we've now sat here for a year. And the worst part is that we'll have sat here for months with the game playable to us, but it's not, but not, it's not actually playable. It's just, I get it's it. Pathetic. CD Project Red. Red is not 2K, but I had this happen to me with that WWE 2K18 that they, they kept emailing me saying, oh, be patient. There's patches coming out. There's patches coming out. Well, every patch would come and go and it never got playable because it wasn't actually meant to run on the hardware it was on. It was poorly developed. And I, I pray that that's not the situation here. It seems mind boggling that that would be in any way the situation here. I, I have faith they're going to get it together, but this is 
this is immensely embarrassing for them. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. They knew the state that the game was in. They mm-hmm. knew it. They had to. They knew that the game. They knew the game was garbage because how did you know? Because when you had reviewers, uh, like even review companies, even like little small YouTubers, or whatever, trying to make their review videos. CD Projekt Red told them you can only use video from the trailer. You cannot use your own uh, video that you have that you have uh, got from get playing the early copy. You can't use that. You have to stick to this. And uh, if you like if for the leaks and stuff, they got DMCA. They were trying to keep this hidden under the rug until it launched. And now look at it. They they got caught in a lie. They got caught trying to deceive us. And I don't and and I don't blame like I don't put the full blame on the developers and, and the, the project team because I really I I really believe it's it's something it's something that a suit would do. You know, the higher ups they wanted to get this game, but they wanted to make this money. And unfortunately, the the development team is taking the brunt of the uh, the attacks and the heat for it. I don't put all the blame on them, but the thing is, like the game got too big. It got too big. They 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 they. That's put, what happens they with this too stuff. much. And they nope. should have just focused on. They should have just focused on last gen. Yep. Like just focus on last. And I, I, I equated and I compared it to Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto uh, Five. That game was a beautiful game. Was a great. I think it got a solid ten on a on PS3 and Xbox 360. Like there was nothing else they needed to add to it. Then when next gen came out, they were like, okay, we're gonna add this. You got more animals, better graphics, um, more people on the street. They made they made a ten like more tinier. <laughs> I mean they they and that's what they could have done. That's what CD Projekt Red could have done with this. Focus on your on your current gen because that's what what the pro- original plan was. Then blow people away at E3 2021. It's like if you thought that was great, look at this and then just show everything that they worked on because they had time to focus on one thing so at a time. I think the problem here and, and so this is here here's the angle that No Man's Sky does. Like again, I like to use No Man's Sky as an example. This this was the fear. How many times did I have I compared <laughs> these two? I mean, it's mm-hmm. not the same situation. No Man's Sky was there was Hello Games first game, you know, first nope. like big big deal. And so um but I, I like to compare these two. And so there is an angle where we used to blame, we blame Sony to being that hype train that like Hello Games was on that they couldn't get off of, right? I still, I'm still pointing some, putting some um, excuse. I don't want to put say blame, but there's, there's an excuse for CD Projekt Red in the sense that when Next Gen came out and Xbox was like, no exclusives for two years. Everything's going to move over to the Series X and play better on the Series X. CD Projekt Red had to adapt to that. PlayStation mm-hmm. 5, the same thing. They were talking about backwards compatibility and trying to explain how your games are going to play better on, on the PS5. Any developer has to adapt to that if they want to take advantage of that. And so there was that angle that all of a sudden they were like, well, crap, we're going to have to make this work across generation. I get that. But my the part that blows my mind is it never worked on the last generation is basically what where I'm at. It never worked. <laughs> so the fact that it runs better on the Series X and the and the PS5 is great and all, but it's seriously it's just it's it's literally because there's more horsepower there. That's it. And so you're telling me your game wasn't stable on the generations that you were that you were trying to build it on in the first place. So I believe um I believe to me that the situation here is it's super upsetting. The the answer of just do it for uh you know just release it on next gen and not last gen that's 
it's not realistic with with the development of this game and and the need of, of sales for this game to actually be successful and like yeah you could wait several years for the population of this generation of gaming to grow but you don't have that time when you're CD project red i like like you're not invincible I mean, no company is invincible, but like, but like there's companies out there that can, that can release a turd and rebound because they have, because they can, we're talking about a company that like made one game and yes, they made a lot of money and yes, they're valuable on the stock market. Not as much anymore because they've plummeted on the stock market after uh, cyberpunk released, but you can't sit there and release something to a limited window and then say, don't worry, we'll make up for it in eight months when no one, when everyone might've already moved on and then you don't get the sales and, and, and the cost of that game, you gotta, you gotta go back to the fact that the cost of cyberpunk, and I know they've already recovered development cost, but, and, and everyone's like, good job, you're green. That doesn't include everything else that they've done with cyberpunk across so many different platforms and, 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 and just tried to turn this into well, I mean, let's be honest, the, one of the biggest game releases of all time, right? Like, that's that's really what it got turned into, partially because of the fan base, but also partially because they're like, here's a chair, here's a custom cell phone, here's some toilet paper with cyberpunk printed on it. Like, they every, they just, for, for eight months, they just spewed it at us in every form you, you wanted. Um, you know, I mean, they ha- at that point, when you come out with the the final product and it isn't smooth at all, you got some major problems to deal with, and we'll see in the next couple months. And, and I know we got to move on. I know we got to move on. But speaking of the fan base, it is it 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 is it, it's crazy because I like I usually don't get deep down the rabbit hole of Twitter, um, or any of the, like much of the social media. But it's crazy reading a lot of the comments. Like somebody like had a genuine concern when the game launched, saying, "Hey." Um, I'm having this problem, this problem on my PS4 and my Xbox 360. And you see like the high number of replies to this, to it said, Hey, your fault for expecting it's going to work on last gen. Just get a new gen, bro. Hey, buy PC. And I mean, they're just like attacking. Like it was the consumer's problem because the company promised it was going to work on something. And I was getting triggered. I was like, you know what? Let me put, let me, let me put this down before I, you know, raise my blood pressure. But like, I don't get why people are going like defending, trying to like, you know, die on this hill of cd project or ed i mean like chill out well this is that's just fanboyism right i mean that's what we're used to you can't attack you can't someone does something wrong and and you want to call them out and and hold them accountable and and people people will attack you for it and threaten your life Mm -hmm. for it but but the bottom line is is that if this game was built for p you know it was built around pc it was you know they were using high high high-end pc specs and that's how they were developing this game and it was running well on that but but like the bottom line is that the question of how cyberpunk was going to be distributed it, it, it didn't happen in the last 30 days it didn't happen in the last 90 days it happened mm-hmm. uh, uh, back when we found out about the new systems and everyone was like well, what's going on with cyberpunk like what's going to happen with cyberpunk should i hold on to my ps4 should i hold on to my xbox 1 you know should i just go pc like what you know and and we were told you know, that, that's when CD Projekt Red came out and said, nope, it's going to be playable across all these, but you're not going to get next gen until this, you know, until later. You're not going to get multiplayer until 2020. Like, they did try to be transparent in the sense of that. The problem is that when they finally delivered the product, it, 80% of it didn't work. And here's the worst part. 
having a nice PC doesn't exclude you from having problems with this game. <laughs> so if you built it for high-end PCs, it still doesn't work. It works better, but there, there's still a bunch of problems being reported. That Again, mm-hmm. five hours into a game. Like, we're not talking about, oh, uh, I did 45 missions, and because I did, them, I did these ones in a different order, I broke everything. Okay, that's what I'm used to in these types of games. That's what we're used to seeing in Witcher 3, in Skyrim, in these other big open world games where you can overlap so many things and then create a, create a bug that, that no one ever found because they just didn't do things in that way. Oh, I randomly decided to kill this person in an alleyway. They fell through the wall. It glitched this trigger that when I went and decided to store 30 hours later, uh, that NPC disappeared. Now I can't trigger, I can't trigger my mission. Like none of that, that, that stuff is what I expect. You know, and then when it's found, it gets fixed. But I know, it, but the basic just, stuff is just crazy. Mm-hmm. I know it's a very different situation, but you know what game like changed uh, to be cross generation, like super late in its development, and then was like bugless. Skyrim, Breath of, Breath of the Wild, <laughs> like that game was a Wii U game that they switched around to make work on the new hardware, and it just ran. Like again, it's not as ambitious. It's a different story. It's first party with first party too, though. That's, yeah, that's, exactly. They, You're right. Yeah, You're that, right. that that that. I mean, it's like it's like the ultimate first party with first party. It's like hey, You're right. Our our like favorite son. And, and then the parents and basically sharing everything with each other. So, I mean, yeah. it is still impressive. Don't get me wrong. It's still impressive. But, um, you know, it is it just is. Uh... I'd feel differently about this, too. If Cyberpunk 2077 was a PC game up until like four months ago and like, guess what? It's coming to consoles like, OK, you would expect some of this. Yeah. But this has been built for years as being a console release. So. Yeah. It just for me is really weird. Um, I, I know I know a lot of the the er, the early access and, and things we talked about was all PC, and I mean there's a reason for that. But also, we had we had cop hard hard copies of PS4 go out early, right? We had we had this stuff leak into the leak into the wild early, and that's why we started seeing these reports. And I still was like, well, I own the game. It's been sitting there staring at me for eight months, so. I'm just going to play it anyways. And sure enough, on my first play, I was like, it's like, I, I'm not, I don't want to shit on the game yet because I only have five hours into the game. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, I had fun. I just don't know if it's, if it like someone calling the game great already. Right. Is it like, is that fair yet? Like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure I could call this game great yet. Like, did I enjoy my time when the game worked right? Yes. Is it great? I I can't tell you that yet. And that's the scare. That's the scary part. Like, I remember picking up a game, picking up Horizon Zero Dawn, and in the first five hours, I knew that I was playing something special. And it, and the game that game's a little it's it's different, but it's still an open world exploration game. And the first time I played that game, it like. Something went off in my head, and th- and this is partially this is partially a- an opinion based thing, but obviously I was excited for Cyberpunk because of the sci-fi futuristic aspect of it. This is like my world. This is like what I I like to play this style of game. Why I like Destiny, you know, it's why I like Cyberpunk more than I like Witcher in the sense of like of the world building. And so that's why I'm so like 
hurt by this is that I just like, I don't, I can't enjoy this game. I can't go into this game and freely just think I'm going to go play this and just have fun. Now I have to go into the game and make sure I save every five, 10, 15 minutes because otherwise I, you know, something could happen bad. And then, and then my experience just goes, you know, down the shitter. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm being very cautious right now. It's inexcusable what happened here. And we're going to have to wait. I mean, we're going to we're going to get another patch in January. We're going to get another patch in February and we're going to we'll go from there. But so far, this has been a really rough launch, which is the ap- absolute opposite of what. Um, what CD Projekt Red needed out of this. Rough is putting it very lightly. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm, like a weapon in your butt with sandpaper rough. Like yeah. a cat's tongue. <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, I'm just trying. I'm, I'm not trying. To, like, I could easily get upset about this and really dig into this game, and then I think I get a lot of people that are like, "That's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair." But at the same time, I'd be like, "People waited for seven years for this game. It's not fair what they're dealing with either." That's that's the bottom line. And CG Project Red coming out with this 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 just also kind of messy apology letter is uh is just fix it like get get to it fix it stay transparent and we'll we'll talk in february and see where we're at but you know witcher had problems but witcher didn't have these problems which <laughs> this is different it's on a whole nother level right now so mm-hmm. but you know learn something from a smaller a much smaller company that never gave up learn something from hello games and just fix your damn game and people will appreciate you so that's that. That's that. All right. Um, again, if you want to uh, continue this conversation about cyberpunk and maybe share your experiences with the game, then hop into the discord and join and talk to us in the gamezilla podcast channel. Uh, let us know what you're, what, what's going on with cyberpunk. What, what problems have you run into? Um, how many hours into the game are you? Maybe, you know, maybe you're the opposite. Maybe you got lucky and you're just having a blast and you haven't run into too many issues. Um, you know, we want to, we want to hear from everybody. All right. Our last topic is, uh, EA. EA, uh, has made a $1.2 billion bid to buy Codemasters. Um, the, the... Electronic Arts has agreed to buy out UK developer Codemasters in a move that could see the US publishing giant uh, take control of the racing video game genre. The deal is expected to close in the first quarter of next year and um, valuing Codemasters at about $1.2 billion. So EA's interest in Codemasters over the weekend uh, saying that British company had previously agreed to a $970 million deal with Rockstar Games and 2K uh, sports owner Take Two Interactive, EA confirmed the agreement early Monday morning, uh, outbidding Take Two. Codemasters is one of the oldest British game developers, having been founded in the 80s and producing early hits like Dizzy for systems that were popular in the UK, uh, like the ZX Spectrum and the Commodore 64. Uh, in recent decades, it's best known for its creating racing series like Dirt Grid and the Formula One series. Um, and last year, it acquired the developer behind Project Cars. So clearly, they're they're leveraging their their racing experience for sure. Uh, EA, of course, owns Need for Speed franchise, so the Codemaster Edition would give it further control over the huge chunk of racing game market. 
Um, and obviously the main, the main competitor is still being Gran Turismo from Sony and Microsoft's Forza series. So, the, the interesting thing here was uh, the early reports of the Take-Two purchase was, was like a takeover. It was a, it, like, even though the members, uh, uh, like, had agreed to the bid, it sounded like it was something that they didn't, they didn't necessarily want Take-Two to fully consume Codemasters, but it was something that they couldn't stop. And now EA stepping in and outbidding them. $1.2 billion? That's insane. I guess I don't know the numbers of, of what these games, like this the this this uh, company and their franchises that they have. Like, I know Formula One is a popular game, and obviously it's more popular outside of, um, you know, the U.S., I would say. It's a sport. But um, the rest of this with Grid and Dirt and even Project Cars, none of those are, like, do I look at them and say, oh, yeah, that's a giant moneymaker sinking $1.2 billion. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? EA obviously buying them out means we could get some more value coming to Game Pass, baby. That's the first thing I you thought. Know, <laughs> obviously, it's not it's not apples to apples in these regards, but um, the Bethesda price is $7.5 billion. And, you know, I guess in my mind, I would think Bethesda is more than seven times more valuable than Codemasters in at least my perceptive perception from a gamer here in the U.S. Um, I, I like I would rather see Codemasters owned by uh, owned by EA than take two because I have a personal vendetta against 2K. Uh, and take two also owns rockstar. I'm not necessarily, I don't have any issues with rockstar, but, and the bonus of uh, these games would probably come to game pass, which means I would probably try playing them at some point. So, um, I, I still like there to be independence in companies. Like we know EA isn't necessarily a company that any of us get warm, fuzzy feelings over, especially, uh, their propensity for microtransactions being crammed into games and, you know, just being the money machine that EA is, you know, I'd rather see Codemasters remain an independent studio, but and developer. But I guess if they have to get bought, it, it's like a le- is EA a lesser of two evils? For you, I don't know. Yeah. No- <laughs> For you, yeah. Too, I I like more EA games than I do Take Two games. Uh, personally, the the one point two billion dollars. Again, I I gave that Bethesda number. Okay, it's a lot less than you know Bethesda getting bought, but if you think of this, this is crazy. It was only eight years ago. Again, this is not this is apples and oranges, not apples and apples. But Disney bought Lucasfilm for four billion. So when you think about like that monetary difference, buying Star Wars and everything that went with it, including including the games, um, it just shows it is you. crazy to think that's a lot of money. Like in comparison, seems a lot closer than it than it should for uh, for Codemasters, but. I mean, if if those guys get paid at Codemasters, you know, congratulations to them. So, I well, I mean, it's the it's the yeah. I mean, obviously, the people that are holding shares at Codemasters are going to be getting almost, I believe, it's like six or seven times what they're what they're valued right now over their over the value of their of their stock is what the I believe the readout was. Uh, yeah, no, almost eight times a share. So, um, anyways. The thing here is like you, like you just said. I mean, the entertainment industry, be it video games, be it you know movies or whatever, it has boomed, right? We've seen we've seen that these companies that want to own assets, they want to own 
you know, Lucasfilms, uh, Marvel, you know, obviously Microsoft with Bethesda, you're going to have to pay for that because, because, you know, that that's where value in a company exists is in the data. It's in your IPs and it's in your database of user base, right? The users are users are money. IPs are IPs. But the whole thing here is when you said Bethesda was 7.5 and this was 1.2, I like the separation of those two needs to be a lot further. Yeah, that's <laughs> like if, if Bethesda is 7.5, like then like then Codemasters is like 500 million. Like, like, like that's I mean, and even then I'm so like, yeah, okay, I could buy that. But like, we're, like to me, I don't know, to, looking at their what they can bring to the table right now with with the games that they currently have as of as options to generate revenue um i think any company that wants to buy up somebody they're just overpaying i mean that's what it is right it, it, it's like the housing market right now in the united states like you, you want to buy a house yeah you can buy a house it's just really it's just everything everything is bought up so like you're either bidding you're in a bidding war paying more than you want to or you know like you're out of luck and so i mean that's uh that's fine and all, and I'm happy for Codemasters as long as as long as they're happy with this with this decision. Because again, when you read the early articles, they didn't seem to be happy about Take Two Interactive trying to fully absorb them. Um, so I don't know if this was a deal like a. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna find out that there's some shady side stuff going on where they contacted EA and was like, "Hey man, just just outbid them, please outbid them. We will do your laundry for a year. Just outbid them." You know, I don't know, but it does seem, you know, EA stepping in and kind of doing this. Hopefully that's, this is what they wanted and, and they're, they're more happy with it. But, um, you know, overall, I don't, I'm not a huge Codemasters, like, fanatic. Like, I think Dirt is an okay game. Um, and picking up Project Cars, if you can, if you can do something with it after it kind of, it's, it's kind of faded over the last couple games. Cool. And F1, I know a lot of people like F1. So, I mean, F1, I would say is their staple game right now. So going into EA, being able to work with and gain access to what EA has out of their Need for Speed and their Burnout series and all that type of stuff, you know, it's that same idea that we talked about these companies coming into Microsoft and all of a sudden having those additional resources to do more with their games. That's what I want to see out of Codemasters and the EA relationship. If this all goes down, Take-Two could still come back and say, cool, we're going to give you $1.5 billion, and then we're going to be sitting here like, all right, this is getting ridiculous. It's already ridiculous. It's getting worse, but... Uh, we'll see here early first quarter of 2021 what's going to happen with Codemasters and where they're going to fall. All right. That's our tack on the news. For these topics and much more, visit GameZillaMedia.com and continue the conversation in our Discord. Uh, we want to hear from all of you. What do you think about these topics? What's going on in the news today that maybe we didn't cover, we didn't have enough time, and we can still have discussions about uh, other other pieces going on right now. But, um, yeah, I mean, join the Discord. Check out the website where we have videos, blogs, other podcasts, all sorts of content for you to absorb if Monday nights are just not enough for you. Which I assume that they're not. Yeah. I mean, they were never enough for me. That's why we have five podcasts and, and everything else going on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyways, it's time for the Zilla Update Gaming Moments of the Week. Butterboy, take it away. All right. So, 
this is the first time in a little bit here I don't have a game that I beat this week to report. Um, I have officially shame on you, it. sir. Yeah. <laughs> After beating like ten by the games way, in the last four by, months. By the way, I know it's your moment, but I just want to give you congratulations. My wife was on her Xbox looking at her achievement leaderboard for the month and was like, "Good lord." <laughs> Butterboy has his, has a twelve hundred point lead on us all. What has he been doing? I was like, he's been beating games left and right. He's an animal. I've just been out of control, a beast. Um, so didn't didn't complete a game this week. I hopefully we'll have a complete game to report for next week. But I decided this was the week I wanted to start trying to get into Halo because I've never really played Halo other than some multiplayer here and there. And so I, I download the Master Chief collection and, you know, canonically or whatever, like Reach is the first game. And I was like, OK, let me try that. And I played like an hour of it. And I was like, well, this isn't fun. Like this, The controls are weird. And this first like story mission didn't make me want to continue playing. It just felt. Bland Reach, a fun game. Like, what am I what am I doing wrong? Why isn't this fun? So. I decided, okay, let me try going old school. Let me try Halo Combat Evolved, the original Halo. Like, let me start where it started because I'm much more forgiving of a game's controls being kind of weird or having issues when the game is 19 years old, you know, opposed to, you know, Halo Reach, which was a 360 game. Like, I'm, I'm going to critique them differently and feel differently about them. So I got into Halo Combat Evolved, and, and right away, just the first mission, it, it felt better. It felt more fun right away. And I really like the fact that with a press of a button, I could switch between the original look or the, you know, it's probably the Halo 3 textures and everything slapped over it when they re-released the, the anniversary edition of Halo Combat Evolved. So I really liked looking at every single environment and quickly toggling that off and on just to see what it looked like originally and then this prettier version of it. And I was actually having some fun. I've, I've definitely stalled out a few times where I'm like, uh, it's, you know, st still feels like a little bit of a grind, but then I just have the moments where I'm, I'm astounded by like experiencing the halo music, like the music in halo one is yeah. incredible, which it's something that again, cause I never really played the campaign. I never really experienced it. I'm having these big, these, you know, big moments for the time of, you know, trying to like escape from this base. And then the, the drums are coming in with the big, you know, like, tribal sounds i'm like this is badass you know so i am i am experiencing some fun parts of the game uh i'm probably four hours into it which i think is close to halfway through the campaign for the original halo um i i don't know if i'm gonna be able to like jam through you know all these numbered games i realize i'm not gonna play reach i'm not playing odst like i'm just gonna play the numbered games to try and get ready for infinite i still don't know that i love halo enough to do what i've done with gears of war where i love gears of war now um, but you know, still give it time. And I, I still don't at all. I mean, I'm halfway through the first game. I don't at all understand the appeal of the character master chief. I don't get it yet. So I don't know if master chief ever becomes interesting. We'll wait and see. So, I mean, my whole thing with halo and obviously, you know, that I'm a halo fan. I, I love the, the original halo two, halo three, and then like ODST and reach and stuff coming around, like, um, I played them, but I didn't play them like I played the originals. And I think I think the thing about Reach, Reach has so much popularity in the esports realm and the multiplayer realm that like it gets a lot of praise because it was it was the game that really launched like the like not 
launched, but like really solidified the the professional esports level of Halo. Um, and I don't know, like Reach is Reach is fine. Like I don't, but but it's definitely not my favorite. You know, I know it's a lot of people's favorites, not mine. And I think for me, because you know, I was a Halo One person day one. Like it's hard for me to sit there and say, "Oh yeah, Reach is my favorite." Like instead, like I always look at the fact that Halo original Halo changed FPS for me. You know, like there's I have just... to keep reminding myself when I'm playing that if you look at historical shooters, this was the next one after Perfect Dark. Like there's a gap, there's a jump there. So I I do put myself in that mindset of it's 2001 or whatever, and I'm playing a shooter that did make a big leap over N64 shooters, you know? Mm. So I have that yeah. mindset. And again, I can give the game some grace for it. I was yeah. less willing to hand that out to Halo Reach, which to me should have felt more modern than it did. Yeah, and as far as your your Master Chief, like, connection to the character, I feel like Master Chief's biggest thing, and, and you know, obviously it plays out over, over many games, and I'm not going to, like, spoil no spoilers here for you since you're playing through it, but, like, I think the sub characters around him that end up forming more of who master chief is because you don't get inside the suit and because you're not really, you know, because he is a mystery. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the stuff around him is what builds him into the iconic character that he is. And you have to play out the series to really get all of that, you know? So I think the fact that you don't have that with when you're playing halo one now, uh, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 4, Halo 5, you know, as much as I as I dog Halo 5, like, it all adds into the fact that when you see this, you know, this green Spartan, you know, it, it, it just does start to trigger you. He's not a phoenix. You know, he's not someone, you know, there's a, there's a different, I think the reason Gears of, Gears of War is so story-driven, Halo has story, but it, but it also had game-changing multiplayer again like it did things to the genre not necessarily as as like as great of a storytelling game as say gears of war has been so um i can understand why why i think you're because you already started gears why maybe halo's not grabbing you the same way and because of it it's, it feels like a disappointment to you well, well chief yeah, so far it just, feels like bland. it just feels bland in comparison again yeah. and Oh, we're different. Halo is a different generation than Gears. I understand that, but it just. Oh, I guess I got lost. I forgot yeah, the hardware this week. That's on me. Yeah, you're you're definitely having some choppiness right now. But, um, I mean the thing the thing about Halo is, I mean, I love Bungie to death, but I love Bungie because of their mechanics and how they make a game feel. Their storytelling has never been absolutely like out of this world. Oh my god, it's my favorite thing ever. It's been okay. It's been decent, at, you know, better than okay at times, but like, you know, th like there are times that like uh, Gears of War gave me emotions, <laughs> you know, like like Gears of War made me emotional. Uh, I can't say Halo made me emotional. Mm -hmm. It got me. I forgot which one, but it, it, it made me a little emotional. I forgot. I forgot which one it was, but yeah, I, I just again, it's, you know, it has great lore. Yeah, so Bungie's great with lore. They're great with world building. You want to know mm -hmm. more about the Halos. You want to know more about these the aliens and the different the different different just just the galaxy and the worlds and stuff like that. But um, same and then you can say the same thing about Destiny. How how amazing 
the the world's world building was and then like the story was just kind of like yeah okay you know like cool cool um i feel like i just watched two movies recently by the same director and so i watched one of my favorite movies of all time fifth element and then i watched valerian right and my whole thing was valerian was the world building was there like like fifth element but the story was one of the most like, like <laughs> Law and Order SVU episodes I've ever seen in my life. Like it was like mm-hmm. you built this giant world and this uh, this giant universe and this amazing stuff, and then you focus down on this like situation that was really just kind of like my like okay cool like there's a tiff here, you know. And, but then you go back to Fifth Element and you go it's world ending right? Like they built they built this amazing universe. And and the story was around the fact that, like, for these people, it was the end of life if they didn't take care of it. So the grand scale, the epicness of what they did with one movie versus the other, both worlds were amazing. Creatures were amazing. Characters were, were I was intrigued by them. And then, you know, where it fell apart was the actual storytelling. And that's and that's my that's my example of like Bungie and what they do versus, you know, Last of Us. And and Ghost of Tsushima is is two examples of amazing amazing storytelling, you know, very different types of games. I get it, but like just using it as an example of day and night. But, um, I'm glad you're playing it though, and I, I'll be I'll be interested. I think the I think the thing is is that Gears is going to hurt your Halo experience. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in in the long run, Gears will hurt your Halo experience, mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about that. I mean. I'm happy you're playing them both. I wouldn't have told you to play them in any order. Like, I, I don't know if you would have asked me, what should I play first? I don't, maybe I would have told you Halo because of this situation. But I, then again, I just like gears so much that I would want you to get to gears. Um, I had to play the one I was gravitating towards and yeah. I've been wanting to play gears for years where yeah. Halo, Halo, I more or less am trying to understand the hype and I'd like to play Halo Infinite in a year. So why not start mm-hmm. now, you know, working through these games, but like gears is always something I felt like I was missing out on. I mean, needed to experience. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Halo suffers the same thing as destiny does is that the story does fragment some and, and it is not the most, um, it is kind of confusing, uh, in the sense of things that, that almost feels like Bungie at one point was like, we're going to go in this direction. And they were like, no, we're going to go in this direction. You know, so same, similar again to, to destiny. So, but I, I'll be interested to see as you, as you do play through them, what you think more and more, um, of the, of the series and of master chief. So, uh, Miggy, what about you? Gaming moment of the week. Oh, well, uh, man. Well, my gaming moment of the week uh, is Cyberpunk 2077. Psych. Uh, no, it's actually the Game Awards. <laughs> I was like, dear God, you, are, you cannot be serious right now. <laughs> no, the Game Awards is actually my uh, my uh, game moment of the week. Um, got to hang out with uh, with a lot of the um, people uh, in the chat. We like a lot of my mods. We watched together, Dork of the Ninjas, uh, uh, Johnny, right? We we seem to have 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 mended our differences uh, over the uh, over for the now. legend of retro for now. Over the for legend now. of retro debacle, but but you know, but um, that was a lot of fun just to hang out. Um, um, you know, somebody was was uh, taking a taking a, a a heavy nap, so uh, someone was definitely missed. Who's sh- that? Sh- sh- I don't know. No, you know, people. You know, shall sh- remain remain nameless, but um, but um. 
yeah, yeah, but it was just a lot of fun. So just to react and just to hear the reaction and just to, you know, just just to have a good time. Uh, that's why, you know, I, I like this thing, game and, you know, something that we all share. Um, you know, I just, just want to clarify. I want to clarify in the stream. Uh, Johnny Ryan disagrees with you. He can just partition his issues. So you have not mended anything. You are mortal enemies, but only in certain only in certain realms. OK. Johnny, let me know what I have to do to mend this to mend this this relationship. I, I need to know. I want to fix this. I need to fix this. I'll say I'll say my Xbox Scott Pilgrim on it. But um, no, it was just a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, look forward to uh to hanging out again, getting some more gaming in, and doing some other fun stuff. So yeah, yeah, grill. Cool. <laughs> um, my gaming moments of the week were uh. I had a lot of fun with. Uh oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, we're okay. Hold, my hold my my Streamlabs recording half of it just disappeared, including like the the count the the recording countdown. I was like, uh, did Streamlabs just crash? Because that'd be bad. Anyways, back to the show. My gaming moment of the week was um, I received my Rocket League Diamond Rewards. Uh, the season, the the Rocket League season, in, yeah, the Rocket League season ended. Our first, our season one after the game went free to play. Uh, I was able down like like literally down to like the final hours of the season. I was able to lock in my diamond rewards. Uh, got my got my car skins now, um, and then I got to launch the new season. Did my placements in the new season and was able to land right where I was in that high plat, low diamond zone. So I'm basically like right where I left off, uh, so I can continue my grind into diamond and start to work towards uh champ and so the thing about that is that i knew i needed to get better with like wall plays dribbling certain aspects of the game that i just have not focused on and i'm not very good at and so my game you know yes i love the fact that i got my diamond rewards but my gaming moment is the fact that i was able to start practicing uh wall technique dribbling techniques and actually start to it actually started to make sense to me where i'm able to go up take the ball dribble it up the wall bring it off the wall and even like multi like air dribble it sometimes when it when when it all goes right air dribble it towards the goal and i mean i'm just sitting here in my mind like it's ugly it's nowhere near like the skill set of like some of my friends but it is something that i never thought i i honestly never believed i was going to do in rocket league and so for me to keep to keep growing in this game has really been fun and really um pushed me to keep playing and, and to try to keep getting better um and yeah just having a lot of fun with rocket league having a lot of fun with this new season uh the new map the, the new arena is really cool and uh overall it's just that's been a lot of fun the the second piece to it is i have transitioned almost i almost feel like i've fully transitioned in my shooter side of of uh gaming with warzone and um uh, fortnite I've been 100% keyboard mouse for last week and Ooh. it's working like my, my kill average and everything in Warzone is above what I was in controller. Um, I like, it's finally starting to like click, like people kept saying, just keep with it, keep with it. And I'm like, I just don't know. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe I just don't like, like, I don't know what's wrong. It's not working. Something changed. You know, it's, and and I broke through that wall, and I just feel it feels great now. And so I've been actually using keyboard mouse on my Series X, and um and my PC of course. But 
the Series X keyboard mouse um like experience is a is great. Like that, that was the thing that I just really was blown away from was playing Warzone on my Series X with the keyboard mouse was awesome. So if you're if you're a, if you're a Series X owner and um but you want the advantage of keyboard mouse, I would highly recommend giving it a try because I've used it now on uh, Warzone and Fortnite on the Series X and works fantastic. I will say the only downside is I have had the situation where because I had I left the stuff plugged into my Xbox, that when I did go to say like Rocket League and try to play a controller game, it like was a, it like flaked out and kept telling me to like plug my controller back in or something even though my controller was on and plugged in. So there are there was that situation where like I had to unhook my keyboard before I played another game, but not again not a huge deal. Considering the USB cord that I have running off of my Series X is a USB-C, which is the same for my keyboard as it is for my controller. So I just unplug the keyboard, plug the controller in, good to go. So, pretty cool, though. Pretty cool. Those are our gaming moments of the week. We want to hear what your gaming moments are of the week, and you can do that in the Discord. So hop on in and let us know what's going on with you, what games are you playing, what uh, what have you experienced this last week that's just super cool and and let us know you know maybe maybe some of you your favorite thing this week was the among us uh, session that we had where we gave owl zero his first ever among us experience and on the very first game he was imposter unfortunately so was i and that was sucky <laughs> which is why it's not my gaming moment of the week but no but no it was like you know that was a really good time we had a lot of fun and was able to, it's always fun to get someone into among us that hasn't experienced it yet um and and have fun with that so um okay well uh butterboy why don't you uh thank everybody and and thank our patrons and let them know uh all the great stuff that they can do this company and this that's right this coca-cola <laughs> i'm holding well like i said uh, hopefully you poured a little bit of your 40 out here for episode 340 but Let's pour a little bit out for our three new patrons that have joined our support team at patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Uh, we got Jeffrey G, Steven C, and Level EZ. So uh, thank you to all of you, all three of you, for joining our, our patrons. And I hope that you will enjoy the uh, episode of The Ridiculous I'm going to lay down at the $1 level. But don't forget the sweet spot is that $5 a month exclusive content level. Every show on the GameZilla Media Network gives you one bonus show there that's only available to our patrons. You can't get it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else. Um, so, again, thank you to everyone who supports us there. And please listen to The Legend of Retro, a retro gaming podcast, uh, Last Action Podcast, all things action movies. We got you covered there. Uh, Noiseland Arcade, or Simpsons Show, Noobs and Dragons, our tabletop Dungeons and Dragons podcast. And you, you know you love us here at GameZilla. So uh, please listen to all those shows, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to us, they are there as well. And again, thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon. All right. Thanks, everybody, once again for uh, tuning in to episode 340. We really appreciate it. Remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. Until next time, game on. Game on. Game on.